Jesus is grilled about his identity. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. We have taken a very slow going journey through Luke chapter 22. Um, it is a pivotal chapter in Luke's account of the life and ministry of Jesus because it is in chapter 22 when we really pivot toward the cross. And today we will be finishing up the chapter. Uh, we're going to be studying verses 66 through 71. And uh, this is. Uh, the end of the section um, where Jesus is now before Pilate and Herod. He's being questioned by the religious leaders. And uh, there is a confrontation that takes place here and a determination that's made about uh, their future steps with Jesus. And so before we get into the text, uh, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, Father, we come hungry to hear from you. Um, We know, Lord God, that um, every moment of our life is um, a moment where we have opportunities to see your hand at work. Every moment of our life is an opportunity for us to trust you, an opportunity for us to to be a witness for you, an opportunity for us uh, to... Uh, follow your heart. And Lord, we pray that you would um, help us make the most of our moments today. Uh, Lord, in the challenging ones, we pray that you would give us grace and mercy and strength for the moment. Uh, And the good ones, Lord God, turn our hearts to sing your praises, that we might recognize that all good things come from you, and we would give you all the glory, honor, and praise, uh, no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in in this life. Uh, Lord, you're worthy of all our praise and more, and so we come before you today recognizing that we come before uh, the high King of heaven, uh, very God of very God, and uh, we're grateful, Lord, that um, because of Jesus, we have access to your throne of grace. Father, speak through your word as we study it today, and uh, we give you thanks for it in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends, let's read together uh, Luke 22, verses 66 through 71. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me, and if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? He replied, You say that I am. Then they said, Why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. This is an interesting conversation between Jesus and uh, the religious leaders. We know because we have been studying the chapter and all of the chapters leading up to this that for many, many uh, chapters in Luke's gospel, we have seen momentum building toward their ultimate desire to get rid of Jesus. And now they believe they have uh, a solid religious charge of blasphemy by which to punish him. And uh, that punishment is one worthy of death. 
based on their charge of blasphemy. Um, So blasphemy from a religious perspective is to uh, speak sacrilegiously of God. So, and, and their understanding of what's happening here, because they don't see Jesus as Messiah, they see him only as a man, a teacher, a prophet, a rabbi. They see in his words here that he is equating himself with God. They're not missing a moment, although Jesus is not explicitly saying that he's the son of man, but he's not denying what they have said. So in this confrontation, it really is uh, all about the words that are being spoken and their interpretation of the words. Now, we know that Jesus is firmly aware that he is, in fact, the Messiah, the anointed one of God, that he is uh, the Lord and Savior of all people everywhere for all times, that he is the one that will be paying the price uh, for humanity's sin on this brutal Roman cross, and uh, that he is uh, the one on whom Israel and the rest of the world ultimately uh, will hang their hopes <laughs> because he is God's Messiah. Uh, but in this particular passage, there's um, a lot that is implicit but not explicitly said. And so Jesus' response to their questioning about whether or not he is um, the Son of God is really uh, simply to acknowledge that they're saying that he is, and he's not denying it. You say that I am are the words that he actually used. The charge of blasphemy um, was a charge worthy of death, and they're accusing him of it because he's not denying that he is the Son of God. And so this equating himself with being the Son of God, with being God himself, is, in their eyes, uh, worthy of the charge of blasphemy. Now, we have some insights that um, would not have been present at that time. We know the rest of the story. We have 2,000 years of history. Uh, We have 2,000 years of Christian teaching. We have 2,000 years of the gospel living on beyond the death of Jesus to prove and to verify that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah. We have an empty tomb. We have a resurrected Lord. Uh, We have all of these proofs um, that they did not have present at that time. And yet, um, by and large, the Jewish movement today continues to deny Jesus as being anything more than a prophet of God, a rabbi, a teacher, but not from their perspective, the Messiah, not Yeshua. Uh, not the one that they had so long hoped for and looked to God to bring uh, their Savior, their Redeemer. But he is, in fact, Messiah. He is, in fact, our Savior and Redeemer. So Jesus is handcuffed or um, somehow restrained. He's brought before the religious council. They question him. Um, He's also in the presence of Pilate and Herod. These would have been the rulers that would have governed these people in this region. Uh, They were responsible to the Roman government, so they were not just doling out religious punishment, but they were doling out uh, the civil punishment based on these charges and uh, the crimes that Jesus uh, will ultimately be charged with. Um, And so their trying to get at what Jesus believes about his identity. So the first question in 67, if you're the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus' response to that direct question is um, not uh, 
not direct. He's getting into a uh, a response that has some logic in it. He says, if I tell you that I was, you would not believe me. So he's uh, indicting their hearts there. He says that your hearts are hardened toward any idea that I might be the Messiah of God. And so even if I said it clearly, you would not believe me. Um, and then he said, if I asked you, you would not answer. And so um, he's saying, if I asked you what you thought, they would remain silent. Um, probably because he realized that some of them had questions. Some of them were maybe connecting some of the dots and, and wondered, but because of the, uh, the furor that was being stirred up by the religious leaders, the ones who maybe were curious about whether Jesus was the Messiah would sit silent and not answer, uh, even though maybe they had questions in their own hearts. Maybe something in them was stirring and, and making them think that maybe he possibly was the Messiah. But he says, even if I asked you, you would not answer. Um, but from now on, he says, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of mighty God. And so he's foreshadowing his destiny post the cross, post-resurrection, as he makes his ascension back to the Father, where he will be seated at the right hand of God. And um, <laughs> so then they ask again, they first ask, are you the Messiah? Then they ask again in 70, are you the Son of God? And Jesus replies, you say that I am. And so <laughs> now he's got them. His logical argument has built, and now he's got them with their own words. And he's not denying it. But he's not clearly saying it either. But they get the point. Uh, they see that he is, in fact, um, not backing down. Um, and by not denying it, he's affirming what they say. And so from their perspective, they now have, um, from his own testimony, enough to bring up the charge of blasphemy. And so that is what they will continue to pursue and things certainly build toward the cross as we move into chapter 23, and we'll start picking up on that soon. Um, it's such an interesting thing to look back on these experiences of Jesus leading up to his crucifixion. And every year we turn our attention to these things leading up to Easter. Um, and every year uh, they hit my heart with new insight and new understanding and new weightiness. Um, I see my Lord standing there already having been abused um, and standing firm in his conviction. You must uh, understand that Jesus had no doubt about his identity and Jesus had no doubt about where this journey was leading and Jesus had no doubt uh, that the Father would um, come through um, as Jesus was faithful to his mission. But Jesus had some tough things to look ahead to. Um, the weight of that uh, moment on the cross, the weight of the Father turning his face away, the disconnect from God who he has been so close to at every moment. Um, he had some hard things to look forward to. And I pray that we would all um, consider this journey and, and the weight of it as we move into this Easter season. And I pray that today uh, these words would continue to stir within your hearts as you consider them today. God bless.